Good evening, godless sodomites. Um, what? <laughs> Did she pave paradise? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they're they're doing construction work in my house, and it is really loud. And so I was just handed the baby to my dad and was like, "Uh, I gotta go record. I'll, I'll see you later." Wow, Deuces. that's really considerate. And, yeah. <laughs> For us, I mean. Mother of the year. Mother yeah. of the year. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, you need well, a break, too. God damn it. Yeah. Yes, I do. Uh, well, welcome to the excommunication station. I am Chaz, and I'm joined by Chrissy and Donovan. How are you guys? Good. 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 <laughs> Good. 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 Excited about that computer? I am. I'm, I'm trying not to get distracted by other settings. <laughs> well don't Fair mess enough. with anything because you sound pretty good right now yeah so, right 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 backing up yeah uh and we are your hip new youth pastors and i can't hit this note but because he's so high high above me he's so mighty he's so high creating cleopatra Joan of Arc, but not Aphrodite. <laughs> and this is the Inquisition. Oh, what was the first Bible story that didn't make sense to you? Oh, uh, the Garden of Eden. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Why? When Adam and Eve's sons took wives, where did the wives come from? I thought they were the only ones. You know, well, yeah, obviously it was it was incestual. <laughs> no, they said they took wives from other lands or something like that. I was like, wait, wait a second. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. your your sister or your mom is like different person right wait a minute what is this realization (laughs) the only halfway reasonable answer to that question i got from a pastor was oh well it says that adam and eve were the first two created uh but doesn't say that god stopped there i i I was like but then what what does it matter that he has like that jesus has this magical bloodline if other people were created from god just the same like then i was just told to go back to resets and stop asking so many questions and because obviously adam had the white bloodline and uh oh yeah i don't know that oh i see <laughs> uh my my first story was was uh jonah and the whale just yeah I... that's another one yeah, that was the one where I was just like, that dude sat inside a belly of a fish, like a fi- like there's no fish that size. So then they're like, well, it was, you know, God created a fish that big or well, they were fish that big back then or it was a whale. And you're just like, OK, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, none of us nowhere near the ocean. So um, I don't know what's going on here, guys. So. Yeah, that was the first one that, he, that bothered me. Did God also provide him scuba gear? Like, how did he breathe in the belly of a fish? Yeah, I don't know. 
Uh, I'm my favorite this- Disney movie was Pinocchio, so I didn't ask questions. <laughs> they didn't go into Monstro's stomach, though, did they? They were just uh, in his mouth. They were in his. They were in his belly for like a minute. No, they like they the but they, like he found Geppetto on a wrecked ship in his stomach. Oh Ooh. yeah, yeah. Like, but Pinocchio doesn't have to breathe. Check it's made of wood. <laughs> yeah, but Geppetto, Geppetto's not, and he lives. Geppetto <laughs> is obviously yep. some kind of wizard. He made and a, a pedophile. A we know that. Boy. But <laughs> <laughs> tell me lies. To be his tell companion. Me little lies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, oh, uh, well, you totally blew my reality wide open, Donovan. So I appreciate yeah, that. That's, but, what, uh, that's my reality 24 7, man. <laughs> <laughs> just I'll thinking of Pinocchio. Compare it, yep, compare it to Pinocchio's logic. <laughs> yep. So that's uh, not that, I think now my, that I think more about that movie, it's fucked up, isn't it? Oh, it's oh, very it's fucked extremely up. fucked up, which is a really so, weird, like a, a whole other mental trip when I realized how fucked up it was. And it's my favorite. <laughs> With what they take the kids to Pleasure Island, that's, yeah, that's uh, what it's called. Yikes, yeah. man! And then they all start smoking cigars and then turn it into asses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the the uh, the that's the, the edited version. Abraham and Isaac. That's where I started asking a lot of questions. Okay. Everything else, Why? I was like, for some reason, I could just like compare it to stories and shit, like Pinocchio, or just like, ah, eh, this is a story. But for some reason, when we got to like, I might do this. God's telling me I'm going to turn him into John C. Riley. I might kill you. God's telling me to do it. I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> lay down. Lay down on the altar, buddy. Don't move. What? Oh, he said don't do it now. Get up. Okay, we're going to do something else. <laughs> that was pretty spot on. I, I, oh, I my love that. God. Yeah, I love I, that. I do record Ralph with my kids all the time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, man. A, that's an excellent... Thank you, Thank you, Riley. I appreciate Thank that. Uh, so yeah, answered well, the question let, and got in a cool impression. Great. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, let's move on to prayer. So we need to do the most important thing, and that is to bow our heads, hold the hand of the person next to you, and if you're driving, let Jesus take the wheel. How is it that a young man using a weapon for the first time, he'd only obtained these AR-15s about a week ago, not enough time to train to become proficient in it, but we've seen this repeatedly in a number of mass shooting events. Nicholas Cruz, Cho Sung Hui. How is it possible that these young men are so accurate with their fire, using them for the first time in a real life situation? Police who are trained for situations where they might need to use their firearm in a live fire situation, statistically hit their target 20 to 30% of the time, even less if they're being fired at in return. Soldiers, likewise, miss their target most of the time, especially if they're taking return fire. So how is it these young men were so accurate? It doesn't make any sense, conspiracy theorists will say it, because they were trained. This was a black eye. This was a false flag. No, I, I think the instructor in that course was, was correct. The children, the teachers, law enforcement in Uvalde, Texas, encountered a demon Tuesday, one who's done this before.
Chrissy, this one's for you and your Flow Rider group. Oh, yes. Have... I take no responsibility for anything anyone in Florida does. <laughs> least of all myself. Have you ever heard of the man, Pastor Ronnie Hyde? H-Y-D-E, Hyde? Yes, H-Y-D-E. I, I think so. It sounds very familiar. Okay. Um, Hyde went to Fletcher High School just east of Jacksonville, and just minutes from the beach, where everybody's going this weekend, I guess. Um, yeah, you ever been to Jacksonville Beach? Yeah, it's really pretty. Really? Yeah. Oh, I just drove through I Jacksonville mean, once. I didn't look at the beach or anything. Well, yeah, the rest of Jacksonville, not so much, but the beach is nice. Okay. Well, well, after he graduated from high school, he worked as a correctional officer through the 70s. And in Jacksonville, uh, which he would he would quit that position and pursue the, his dream job of helping people. So he got his bachelor's mm. degree in psychology from the University of Northern Florida in 1981. Go swooping ospreys. Is, is that really there? <laughs> yeah, an, an osprey. I don't even know what a fucking osprey is. Uh, the bird. But yeah, but there, yeah, it's the swooping ospreys. Uh, then he became a youth pastor and a counselor at the Strength for Living Church in Jacksonville. He got his master's in counseling education from UNF again in 1998. He worked as a mental health counselor in the Department of Corrections. He then also oh, became a, a licensed mental health counselor for Crosswater Community Church in Jacksonville and was still counseling people and families at his church up to 2016. This and he I, sounds like a great guy. Yeah, I'm wow. gonna wait to yeah, I'm gonna wait for End Donovan to get back on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's nothing nefarious. About no, absolutely all. not. No, he's a great guy. Helping people. Awesome. So, uh, Pastor Hyde spent his life helping those less fortunate and those that needed help. So, how did Pastor Ronnie Hyde wind up in front of a jury in 2016 for a cold case from 1994? Uh-oh. Hmm. Probably a On... conspiracy for, of Satanists trying to frame pastors. Good, Probably. kind mm. pastors. That's excellent. <laughs> On uh, on June 5th, 1994, a young woman was walking her dog behind a BP gas station about an hour west of Jacksonville, Florida. She saw something odd laying behind a dumpster. It looked like part of a, a mannequin. It's and never as a she mannequin. Got, yeah, it's never a mannequin, people. It's never a mannequin. <laughs> Call the police right never. away. Nine times out of ten, it's not a mannequin. No. Um, so, But as she got closer, she realized she was looking at part of a human body. She ran to the BP station and told the clerk to call 911. The police found a torso laying behind a dumpster. The head, hands, legs, and buttocks were all missing. The body had been cleaned they and moved. cut her and... butt off? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the body had been cleaned, moved, and dumped behind a dumpster. The wounds of the where the body parts had been taken off had been suggested that knives were used. Um, and noted on the arrest affidavit that it could have been it couldn't have been a Saul. The cause of death was homicide by unknown means. But the police were baffled. One witness I'm sorry. Says, I'm sorry. I you you we all consume a fair bit of true crime. Yes. Is have you ever heard of someone getting their butt chopped off? 
No, that was the weird thing that Albert I was like. Fish. I have never heard of that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, Albert Fish is the only thing that I can think of. Grace Bud. Uh, yeah, it's not a. That's like, it's that's a very really odd thing. uncommon. Yeah, and a lot of, and I think I saw it reported three different times, and uh, one of them was a they were interviewing somebody. It was a video, and they were like, and "The oddest thing was like the buttocks were missing." And it was just like, yeah, that is really like, weird. I hmm. don't know if Dahmer even took the butt. I think he took meat from the thigh. Oh, he leg. took the butt. The thighs? Oh, you know what I mean. Can... <laughs> he wasn't chopping people's butts off. He was doing yes, other Henry? things. But like, what the heck is going on in my microphone? <laughs> I just, I've What's never heard like? of someone getting their butt chopped off. Yeah, me neither. Uh, but yeah. That's weird. Uh, yeah, that's some one, weird, uh, like weird rage that you have. Some weird sexual rage mm-hmm. um, that that killer must have. Uh, one witness says they saw a Camaro-type car dumping stuff by the dumpster the, the morning of the night before, but no description of the driver or plates. The de- detectives combed through the dumpster and found some clues, but they weren't really as helpful as they'd like to be back then. They found a bloody flannel shirt, a non-slip de- decorative tub applique, 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 appliques? Yeah, appliques. That's it. Non-slip decorative tub appliques. Uh, so like they're little. Oh, so those um, stickers that you put on the bottom of the tub so you don't fall, like the little yeah. duckies or flowers or whatever. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So they're instead of a bath mat, you put those down. You know, all mm-hmm. over the tub. They're. You know, they're very 70s, 80-ish. I never knew um, there was a name for those. <laughs> I didn't either until I, I started doing this. So uh, I think I just might call them those little sticky things. Um, right. But uh, yeah. <laughs> they also found a blood-soaked egg crate mattress topper, stained orange gloves, and two knives. Now, everything led to these things being associated with the murder. But there weren't any fingerprints, and DNA DNA wasn't really what it what, what it is today. Uh, they were able to determine the torso was of a white male teenager. John Doe would be a cold case and would sit on a shelf for the next teen, sixteen years. So, any questions so far? No. Yeah. <laughs> what? Did they ever find any of the missing pieces? No. They never so, found the butt? No, they never found the butt. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to know what happened to the butt. That butt uh, still roams these streets. Yes, ghost butt. <laughs> ghost butt coming soon to CW. Yeah. <laughs> Until I'd watch August- it. That's a thing. Yeah, so would I. Um, Starring one of the ML cousins. Yep. Uh, until August 17, 2010. DNA became the evidence of evidence and all across the country, police departments were going through old cold case files and submitting DNA analysis for DNA analysis. If you remember the Golden State Killer, uh, that's like the big case that everybody can uh, think of, of, of how DNA on a cold case uh, helped mm. out to find, find out who did all those murders. But uh, or and spoiler alert, it was an asshole. Yes, it was. Absolutely. Uh, so detectives submitted the bloody flannel shirt. They got two different individuals' DNA on the shirt. One matched the victim's torso. 
and the other was unknown. <gasps> so they were still they were able to match the evidence to the person uh, Guys, to the body that they found. This is sounding like homicide. <laughs> uh, still, don't jump to conclusions. I don't know. I think I might have tunnel vision on this case already. <laughs> Things move slowly, uh, but DNA is just part of the puzzle. Without any hits in the criminal database, there isn't a ton to be done at that point. In 2012, new detectives were assigned to the case, and in 2013, they asked for help from the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children. The NCMEC, they should have come up with an acronym, but uh, right. made yeah, a flyer. Yeah, made a flyer for their website with pictures of the evidence found in the dumpster. The flyer sat online for two years. Then a young lady started doing some research on the internet for her missing twin brother. Her brother had gone missing in 1994, and she was combing over old cold case files online. Something weird was about the fl- something was weird about the flyer. She showed it to her family, and they immediately called the investigators. Investigators did a DNA sample, and it was a familial match. The torso belonged to 16-year-old Fred Lester, but that information was withheld from the public. Why? You good? Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. Wait, I you guys turned into you guys weird... to interject. <laughs> I know I could tell. I was just thinking of what to say, and I'm just the only thing I'm coming back to is just why. Why didn't they announce that to the public? Because you don't want the killer to realize that they they oh, found something to yeah, hide okay, evidence. Like, gotcha. Duh. Duh. Yeah. No, it's fine. I thought the same thing when I read it. I was like, why didn't they tell? And then the next paragraph, I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. So, okay, yeah. cool. Okay. <laughs> Not just me. <laughs> so did the family have any clues of what happened to Fred? Did they have any ideas? They did. They even told the police that they had an idea back on February 15th, 1995. Fred's siblings filed a missing persons report on Fred weeks after he had been murdered, and they told the Jacksonville Sheriff's Department that the last person Fred was with was his youth pastor and caretaker, Ronnie Hyde. Jesus. There is no record that the police even talked to Ronnie Hyde about the missing persons report. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Shocking. good job, please. Yeah, Fred's siblings confronted Hyde a number of times, and each time they got a different story. But the most consistent one was that Fred jumped out of Hyde's car while dr- while driving Fred back to Fred's grandmother's house. Hyde also told Fred's siblings that he had dropped off he had dropped him off at his grandmother's house and left him there. And he told them also that the last time he saw Fred was at Hyde's house. And when he came back from work, Fred was gone. Hmm. So multiple. So different wait, he stories. told he told he told the siblings that Fred had jumped out of a moving car. Had jumped out of his car. So but not uh, like a moving car. No, he 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 pulled over to the side of the road. He jumped out of the car and ran. In one oh, okay. one testimony, he said he ran into the woods. The one he gave to the police. He said he ran and jumped into a car that had stopped on the side of the road and went off with them. Uh, so there was a lot of conflicting stories, all of which uh, given no reason to, you know, need followed up on or double checked. Sound no, like case close. Case but close. I, 
I, I'm pretty sure we can understand why nobody went looking for Fred. Uh, Fred Lester grew up in a broken home. His father wasn't around and his mother had died. He was left with his siblings and his grandmother. His grandmother attended Strength for Living Church. Ronnie Hyde was the youth pastor at the time there. And Fred was known for leaving for periods of time and then coming back. So when they didn't see Fred for a couple of weeks, they didn't really think anything weird was about it. Uh, they just, you know, that's why it took so long for them to report him missing, I guess. Um, so they but, say. Right. Yeah. Or so they say. Uh, it, it also wasn't odd if Fred spent weeks at Hyde's house. Hyde was to them was some sort of surrogate father or caretaker. Other members. No, that of Fred, is odd. That's odd. Well, yeah, it's, that is odd. it's odd to me and you, but to them it wasn't, especially when mm -hmm. you live in that type of environment where you don't have any family really to speak of. Mm -hmm. um, other members of Fred's it family. It should be odd. It should be odd. Other members right. of uh, other members of Fred's family also stayed with Hyde from time to time. In fact, some of the items found in the dumpsters were in the dumpster were identified by Fred's siblings since they had known the house and mainly the bath club clings or the appliques or whatever you want to call them. Um, Fred and his family had met Hyde in the 1980s. Hyde was living in a bus that was parked behind the church. That was weird. Um, in a van down by, down the, by river? the river. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at the same token, this is going back to some family issues, but uh, my aunt, my sister's only sister, or my sister, my mom's only sister, uh, lived in the woods in a, in a, um, in a bus with her kids at one point. Uh, we, we went out there to visit her once and give them food and clothes and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's weird, but I guess like it, it works. It's, it's not optimal. I mean, my mother-in-law and father-in-law live full-time in a, um, in an RV. Yeah. You know, they like yeah. it. Some people like it, but you want to trust a youth pastor living like that? <laughs> I, I've, I take it as the church had money. This church came under investigation, which I didn't go into. There was a lot of money and, and bullshit that the pastor was uh, gotten into. But I assume that he had a house. And because he was the youth pastor, they didn't have a place to offer him. So they were just like, here, stay in, the, make this bus your home. So mm. he just did that. Yeah. But yeah, just... I can only imagine the smell. Um, yeah. The second he accepted that, he just turned into a murderer. <laughs> the second he's like, yeah. oh, I agree to live in a bus murderer. Only because yeah. he's also a youth pastor. I'm not calling all bus livers yeah. murderers. <laughs> no, but this specific guy, you know, the moment he did that, he was planning. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. that's where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh and Donovan, you're more than welcome in, in this episode to do John C. Riley as as Ronnie Hyde. As many <laughs> times so, as you want. Yeah. Ronnie Hyde, he's the pastor, right? Just double check. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. a pastor. Um, okay, cool, cool. Fred would stay with Hyde in the bus, and then when Hyde eventually moved, he would stay at his house that he took over after his father died in 1993. From what I understand, Hyde served as his parent. Mm. One of Fred's mm -hmm. siblings stated that while she was staying at Hyde's house in 1993, 
she awoke to Hyde standing naked over Fred trying to wake him up. Uh, I, oh, that's uncomfortable. Hey, little okay. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that makes me feel weird. <laughs> Rise and shine. Wakey, wakey. <laughs> <sighs> oh my god Eight ten, Bakey look at that <laughs> uh, from news for Jacksonville on the day Fred Laster was last seen the reporter said I'm literally you- crying with laughter during a scene where you're talking about children being molested you fucking asshole yeah, look, I, I, I questioned it before I did it you can rewind the tape I mean, no, no, no. Don't you ever dare delete this. Never. Didn't didn't your didn't your father ever wake you up naked in the middle of the night trying to get you up? I don't know. That's that's a that's a a conversation for another day. Another episode. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's a conversation for another day. (laughs) Oh God. Okay. From news for Jacksonville. On the day, quote, on the day that Fred Laster was last seen, the reporter said he was at his sister's apartment in Jacksonville <laughs> and he was upset trying to get her to go away with him. When she said no, he told her that Ron Hyde was coming back to pick him up. According to investigators. Later, that was when why, that was why he was upset. He, so he was at his sister's apartment. And was begging his sister to go away with him, to run away with him. And she right. she had a kid, and she was like, "No," and making up excuse, not making up excuses, but like telling him that, like, "I can't, I can't run away with you." I and can't he wasn't giving a specific reason or anything. But then yeah. when she said no, he was like, "Well, I guess I'm going back here." Yep. Yep. I guess I'm uh, going back to the place I'm trying to run away from. Yep. Do you uh, hear the she... plea for help? Yeah. <laughs> I got to go back to the guy poking me in the eye when I'm trying to wake up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I am not in any way trying to victim blame, but oh my God, can you imagine how much easier this poor guy's life would have been if he was raised in a way that he could just tell people, hey, I'm really not comfortable. This is what's happening. Mm -hmm. I need to get out. Mm -hmm. You know what? No, I I, I mean, yeah, I completely can see where you're coming from because that's, I've been there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like I, I wish that every kid had those skills. I wish there was yeah, a way no. to make sure every kid had the, those skills and that support. Yeah. Because well, that's, what, that's what we taught. I mean, we talk to our kids about advocating for themselves. Yeah. And when you, something is, even if we don't like it, like, even if you're like, we want yeah. you to do something and you don't, you know, something doesn't feel right about it, Tell us. Yeah. You know? And we'll either that's say, the, Oh, well, what? or, you know, <laughs> you know well, we'll, i'll help you work through it or we'll figure it out or whatever yeah yeah something um, that's our but, that's our biggest thing yeah we self-advocacy is really big for in in our house too and like yeah at the beginning of the school year we had like that parent teacher meeting yeah and they the teacher was asking us like okay what what you know what are your goals for him and i said oh well number one i just want to make sure he's really good at advocating for himself and she's like yeah that's not yeah. going to be a problem he is he's fine yeah like he <laughs> literally makes me explain every decision in the class you're fine good i was like oh okay well then i just want him to have fun <laughs> good right that's awesome yep. but, uh, yeah i think all the, the the this whole like series we're about to start and what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks all goes back to that is the 
the church pretty much puts in the place where kids can't and they they yeah. stifle it and that's the biggest problem for any kid going to these churches yeah i think mm-hmm. this is the next episode that we're going to put out even though we recorded the other one next last week mm-hmm. um but uh yeah just with the uh the, the southern theme. baptist conference uh investigation that just came out um, yeah and how they how they forcibly quieted uh victims yeah, and I didn't even read about abusers. this. What happened? Oh, now? it's the Southern oh, Baptist Jesus. Conference did a the video um, thing. That's what you're talking about, right? No, 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 no. That's something different. That's fucked up too. But uh, oh, I thought you were talking about that. No, so the Southern Baptist Baptist Conference, they have like 14 million people in the United States that are part of this uh, alliance of churches, and mm-hmm. a, you know, some sexual abuse allegations started coming out. And uh, so they got so much heat that they asked for a third party investigation into it. And the report just came out and it showed just a systematic abuse, uh, like everything that the Catholic Church does. So it just showed that the Southern Ambassador Conference is doing the same exact thing. So and they were silencing people that were coming out and saying that this pastor raped me or this person's. Uh, molesting someone or whatnot um so and i guarantee you the report only got a fraction of of what actually happened so but uh, having attended a southern baptist high school i can absolutely say i am not even a little surprised not even a little yeah so many abusers at that fucking school mm -hmm. yeah so teach your kids to advocate for themselves i guess is what we're saying yeah yeah um but uh, continuing with that new, uh, News for Jacksonville quote, um, later when they spoke over the phone, Fred Laster said that he was with Hyde. His sister and him spoke over the phone. The report said Fred Laster's sister said her brother sounded distant and, emo- and emotional uh. so much that she asked him if he was OK. And according to the, this is all according to the arrest affidavit. Um Approximately around the day that he was murdered, Fred called his sister at 5 a.m. She asked if she he wanted her to come get him, and he said no, that he loved her and that he loved her daughter, and that was the last one, last time anyone had ever talked to Fred Laster except for Ronnie Hyde. So, wow. um, yeah. So how are we going to connect? So I Ronnie? wonder who killed Fred. Yeah, so how are we going to connect Ronnie Hyde to the murder of Fred Laster? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Through his Definitely trash. not all that stuff you just said. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, okay, yeah. You mean his personality and his being? Uh, no, no, no. His soul? <laughs> uh, they were able to get a DNA sample from a red Solo cup that conveniently had nasal swabs in it nasal swabs oh. yeah so for like colds is you this know, a like time the... to start playing red solo cup i lift you up i yeah. was literally about to sing that as john c Riley. Yeah, seriously <laughs> oh my god do it do it do it i was like i was literally gonna be like i could see him the day before picking him up at the store red solo cup i pick you up <laughs> so yeah you know what i love about these they're great for everything never let me down if I committed a crime, wouldn't connect me to it. Best friend. <laughs> I, I'm thinking of like the most convenient way to get somebody's DNA 
that's like, okay, he shoved this up his nose. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, like why is he let, swabbing his nose? Because he had a fuck? cold. It was one of those. Um, mm. I forgot the name of it. I, I want to say Zika, but that's not it. That's a completely oh, different thing. That's it. That's Zycam. it. It's like you you shove him up your nose and rub him around, and it's supposed to help you with breathing and help you with your cold. But mm. and then you conveniently put them in a red solo cup. Red solo like they didn't have cup. to dig. <laughs> I pick you up. Prepare to party. Never let me down. <laughs> so the DNA test came back as a one in a 700 billion chance that the other DNA from the Flannel shirt, shirt was from someone else other than Ronnie Hyde. You're saying so, there's a chance. Yep. Aided by this, Hyde's brother and uh, Fred Laster's siblings recognized the shirt that was found in the dumpster of being Hyde's fathers. Oh, what now? A type of shirt that Ronnie would have never worn, except if he was cleaning up the yard. To so avoid he would have dirt worn. on himself. Yeah. So the, oh, okay. it wasn't a shirt that he. And the thing is, his father died in uh, 1990, so four years before the murder. So. Police believe that he murdered Fred in the shirt or cut him up while he was wearing it. Hyde's brother and the siblings all testified that what they saw in uh, the apartment were the tub adhesives um, that they matched the ones that were in the tub to the ones they found in the dumpster. The knives matched the knives he had in his house. They also had uh, some of the knives were missing out of the set. Uh, Hyde also had the same type of mattress topper that was found in the dumpster covered in blood. He just went out and bought the same shit? Yep. What a fucking... <sighs> and remember that car? Well, I messed up my last one. I better run to Kmart and get another egg crate mattress topper. What a that fucking one was show. so comfortable. It guys. was so comfortable. No... <laughs> no, I know. I get it. I had one too, but... It helps surprise. my back, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and remember that car that the witness say they they saw near the dumpster. Well, Hyde's father was the owner of a 1987 two door Chevy Camaro that was bought in 1990. Hmm. Ronnie Hyde. The year he had, died, he bought a I Camaro. Bo- the year he died, he might have died. When did he die? Hold on. He sensed it was coming. He <laughs> died before Ronnie Hyde. Yeah. Uh, before Fred Laster died. Um, right, so yeah, you were saying the dad died four years before. Yeah, so it was sometime before. Uh, so he his, must have bought that Camaro the the day the year he died. It was it was either the year or the year before. It was sometime between uh, the murder and um, between nineteen ninety and the murder. So somewhere between those okay. four years. Sorry, um, okay. but. Ronnie Hyde had two accidents while driving that car in 1993 and 1997. So he got rid of it and got one of the exact same model and color (laughs) and year. Same VIN number. It's comfortable! (laughs) (laughs) Hyde would be arrested on March 7, 2017 on a traffic stop and questioned about Fred Laster's murder. Hyde gave the police... Stopped him on a traffic stop, so they were yep. following him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They already had the DNA. They had everything linked up. They had everything mm. ready to go, um, and then they arrested him. So they were just waiting for him violation. to go one mile over the speed limit. Yep. 
or or not stop fully at a stop sign or something. Um, Any okay. So, yeah, they'll get you. <sighs> but uh, Hyde gave the same story he gave to the siblings about uh, Fred jumping out of the car. Police then told Hyde that they had his DNA and it matched the torso of Fred. And then he was charged with the murder of Fred Laster. And then he immediately asked for a, uh, an attorney. Uh, uh, while they had him in custody, the police also executed a search warrant for Hyde's house. Sadly, they did not find the rest of Fred Laster. Which sucks. But uh, on February 25th, 2021, Ronnie Hyde was indicted on first-degree murder charges. What they did find in his house was weird and incriminating. They found all the things they were told they would find in the house, from the knives to the tub adhesives. They found pornography. They found a lot of pornography. That's they the found, least shocking thing you said. They found <laughs> a lot of child pornography. He would be initially charged with 12 counts of possession of child pornography, but by the time the trial started, it had elevated to 25 counts. Jesus. Each count is possession of 10 or more images or videos. It is reported that he had thousands. So, and this is going to, this, this, yeah, this is just going to make it matter and matter as I go on. Um, the search revealed that Hyde was legally Fred, Fred's foster father. And he had what? declared him on his taxes in 1992, 1993. And the year after he died in 1995. What? Oh, fuck this guy. Wow. Wow. Police, police found news clippings of various crimes around the area. Examples are man accused of rape. Two men sought an abduction and rape. And four charged in stabbing and theft. A very creepy... Creepy. Of, start that over. A very creepy fake Newsweek cover. You know, you guys ever see those like uh, Big Lebowski? You know that like yeah. man, of, man of the Year thing? Yeah. Uh, well, there was one hanging in the house that had our Man of the Year on it with a picture of Hyde with a member of Lester's family. So wow. that's, yeah. Um, the house was disgusting and falling apart. Ronnie was sort of a hoarder. Uh, his house didn't have running water. It was reported that the police had to go outside and puke at various times, and they just decided to drag everything outside and go through it on the lawn and sidewalk. Where neighbor... was TLC when you need him? Seriously. Oh, and here we have... The... Is that a mannequin? No. <laughs> it's never a mannequin! It's never a mannequin! <laughs> <laughs> what are these two lumps just... Sticking out of the sofa here that resemble buttocks. Wait, what is... <laughs> Have a seat. <laughs> oh, it's so uh, horrible. I mean, all, yeah. all joking aside, can you imagine how he must have mutilated that kid's butt to to have cut it off to hide what he did? Yeah. He must have been biting him or do doing something that he was like, oh, this. No. I got fucked up teeth. This could be yep. traced back to me. Something. something. Or he did something he was so ashamed of that he right. had to mutilate mm -hmm. that kid's body. Or he just wanted to fucking uh, keep him. Yeah, that could be it too. Ugh. 
I don't know. Um, but they never found the body. They found some animal bones on the property, but that was it. Uh, his neighbors claimed that he was quiet, reclusive, gross, and weird. Um, oh, okay. man, he sounds like, you know what? He should be a youth pastor. He yeah. should. Speaking of that, something was of concern and, frankly, extremely scary. The FBI found a resume that was already at that point a decades old. Oh, Hyde okay. lists 24 churches that he claims he had worked with or volunteered with. He counseled children at a local middle school as well as prisons. If they were young and vulnerable, Hyde would offer his services. Of Investigator, course. yep, 24. Just like any least, predator does. At least. Investigators contacted each church and organization as they would find uh, trying to find Hyde's association, and not everyone was a lead. A number of the churches from the list claimed they'd never heard of him or had any records of ever working or volunteering with them. Now, being that this was already a decades old and his workload went back another 20 years, it could be true that no one remembers. Or we have learned not to trust church officials when it comes to abuse and abusers. I know which one I think it is. Yep. Uh, they also found a large amount of photos of Hyde traveling. Quite a lot. Including San Francisco. What's that? Did he go to Thailand? Is that where I this told is going? Jesus Christ. No, but that's funny. Well, not funny. Because my wife and I were watching something. It might have been 90 Day Fiance. And like they were going mm -hmm. to Thailand. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, why do they always go to Thailand? And I was just like, because <clears throat> they're child predators and they're trying to have sex with underage girls. And she's like, what? And I was like, and I had to explain to her. And she was like, oh, my God. Did you just show her the old SNL travel agency cartoon? I mean, no, commercial? I didn't. I didn't even like, think about that. I was going to Thailand for a thing. You know, all that shit. Yeah, that's why Big Ed always never, gave me weird Never vibes. trust a single man on a flight to Thailand. Like nope. never, ever. Absolutely not. So, but uh, especially yeah. if he has a weird mustache. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, a, I'm a, I'm a white dude, but I'll say this straight up: I never trust a single man. Period. I always got my eyes on anyone that's alone, especially if it's a fucking dude. So, sorry guys, <laughs> but that's just the world, and that I'm not gonna stop being that way. I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. So, the uh, the. <laughs> The pictures that they found included Hyde traveling in San Francisco, the Caribbean, and London. So the Caribbean is, is a big place for child trafficking, too. Yeah, though. yeah. So this, sadly, it, and, and I'm just gonna cue another John C. I'm not gonna keep calling him that because it's fucked up. I'm gonna I'm just gonna cue another cover. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the FBI took. The Sorry FBI about took, the noise jabroni week in miami oh it's all right i thought uh, you were i thought you were laughing hard it's all good <laughs> yeah it's all good the fbi took hyde's picture on, and put it on blast all over florida and asked anyone if they had any information on hyde to come forward and people did although i how don't many know of those church people were like oh he's being persecuted look oh, at how I'm they sure. persecute pastor yeah, yeah. that's well, not even his real name the children. <laughs> yeah um, I don't know how many people came forward. Uh, it just wasn't people he abused, but co-workers and prison inmates also came forward. 
there were reports uh, from prisoners that Hyde, during his counseling sessions with inmates, would sexually abuse them. Um, a few people came forward and claimed that Hyde had sexually abused them while they were teenagers and youth at Strength for Living Church. One man claimed that when he was a younger teenager, Hyde brought him and another boy onto his bus and showed them pornography, sexually abused them, and then filmed it. The boys ranges, range from ages from 12 to 16, and from that timeline of 1986 to 1994, the same years that Fred Laster was under Hyde's care. Okay, Investigate- but guys, really yeah. quick, I just got to tell you about the gay agenda and how all these <laughs> um, gay people are trying to um, mm-hmm. molest our kids. That sounds more important. Sounds more important. Yeah. Yeah. These trans. Don't worry kids. about the pastor. And the real victims. We're going to talk about the fake but the victims. The gay agenda is the mm-hmm. one that's really ruining uh, the moral fiber up. of this country. <laughs> Fucking so, hell. Investigators found a journal written in written by Ronnie Hyde. They found one of Fred's last. Or- <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, written by. Wait. The journal was written by Fred or Ronnie? By Ronnie. <clears throat> oh, so is it as terrible as I think it's going to be? It's in the whole the whole time he refers to himself in the third person, but <laughs> but he calls himself like uh, Doctor Jekyll. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, when I commit my crimes, <laughs> they call me. I turn into I'm turning into Kermit the Frog, guys. I gotta stop doing this. <laughs> How about oh, you okay. get on the ground? Kermit the Frog is <laughs> Kermit the Frog is a murderer sounds pretty fun too. Right. You can call me Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> uh, so investigators found a journal written by Ronnie Hyde. They had one of Fred Laster's cousins read it in front of the court. She read quote This is Ronnie Hyde writing it. And his cousin I, the victim the victim's cousin reading. Yes. I feel depressed, lonely, struggling to stay alive. People I've been thinking of forgiveness in a a circle. Joey, Christian, Travis, and Fred. So. So wait, how many people did he kill? I don't know. They only only know the one, right? Yep. Um, Who are Joey, Christian, and Travis? I don't know. Um, and I God, I hope able... the police looked into that. I'm sure uh, they did. Well, they say um, they sound very thorough, uh, and they check up <laughs> on leads. So I think they got it covered. Oh, okay, uh, good, good. It might have been one of the other kids that, or one of the people they talked to. I don't know. Um, of course, I don't think that they would report on it just because. Or one of the other's privacy. Um, hundreds but... of other fucking victims this guy probably yeah. had because he had access to them. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> Hyde, this is going to be interesting for you guys. Hyde's attorney was not able to get the journal journal suppressed, but they were able to get the allegations of sexual abuse from Hyde to Fred suppressed because this was not a trial about sexual abuse. This was a trial about murder. It's like with uh, the Rittenhouse trial, how they were able to toss out certain fucking things mm-hmm. and they weren't allowed mm-hmm. to uh, say victim. Yeah. They were yep. only allowed to refer to the victims as by name in the courtroom. Yeah, well, I mean, that had a lot of white supremacy bullshit tied to it, too, with the judge. But 
Um, I'm sure there's uh, none of that involved here. Hyde's defense attorney was in Florida. Nah. Hyde's defense attorney. Out of order. Was Anne? I, I live in I live in Miami. Oh which my is like god! <laughs> no. All right, edit this out. You start. Hyde's defense attorney was Anne Elizabeth Fennell, who was one of Casey Anthony's lawyers. What? Oh. What it... <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> For whatever it was worth, she was able to get a lot of suppressed in the case, like alleged abuse to Hyde and from other people. Also was able to get the child porn charges dropped from the murder case. Wow. That would have its own trial, which is still yet to happen. Oh, my God. Hyde would be convicted. Yeah, Hyde would still be convicted of murdering Fred Laster and would be sentenced to life in prison. But before we finish up, the Don't we have the death penalty here? Yeah, that was taken off the table. Um, oh. Why? I don't really know. And I, I know there was with stuff the with like reducing the charges and everything. Yeah, they got them separated, though. Oh, so um, God damn, dude. Before we finish up, the affidavit for the search warrant summed up by Hi- summed up Hyde. Hyde's selection of employment and volunteer activities may indicate that Hyde is selecting roles that place him in the position of trust wherein he has access or potential access to children. In End other quote. news, water is wet. Yes. And it just wasn't children. Yeah. It was the most hurt children. The easiest to exploit and hide when they have no more use. Sadly, if someone survived Hyde's abuse, their chances of staying out of jail or surviving are just slim. Uh, We will never know the true depths of his evils. Um, And this wasn't just a church fuck up. The police didn't follow up or even look into the disappearance of Fred. They could have solved this case in 1995. They also didn't follow up on Hyde's child pornography habits when his name came up in Project Spade, which was an international child pornography investigation in 2013. You'd think he'd follow up on that, eh? You'd think so. His name did come up, and they did not investigate him. Jesus Christ, man. And look how much child porn he had. Um he could even have gotten into major legal trouble with business tax problems he had a few years before his arrest. It's quite amazing what the shield of, uh, I don't know, upstanding citizen can do for you. A white man. White man, upstanding citizen, Christian yeah. counselor. Uh, but uh, And it's just, yeah, it's just not this case. Ronnie Hyde's name has come up in a 2005 disappearance of a 13-year-old boy named Brian Hayes and a 12-year-old boy named Mark Degner. The two what boys about Taylor were... and Christian and the other ones? Oh my god! I don't he's, know. Yeah, he's a serial yeah. killer, I think. The two Sounds boys like were sorry. The two yeah, the two boys were both special needs kids. They disappeared about oh. eight miles from where they left school one day. Running away was suspected, but they had left their belongings at school. They were reportedly seen a few miles from Hyde's house, and a backpack in an abandoned building labeled Mark D was just found a few miles from Hyde's house as well, 
in an abandoned building. It is also very reasonable that Hyde had access to them, and they were type of the type of boys that Hyde would prey on. Poor, unstable house, household, and easily manipulated. It was also reported that Hyde would invite kids to stay with him to get away or to, or to run away to. We will likely never know the true body count of Roddy Hyde. One investigator said it's quite possible with the amount of missing kids of that type uh, in that background during those years, Hyde was active. He could have very well been a serial killer along with being a serial rapist. Adds up. Yep. On April 1st, 2022, Ronnie Hyde was found guilty of first-degree murder of Fred Laster. He was sentenced to life in jail without the possibility of parole. He, he was last in court on April 11th for the hearing of his 25 child pornography charges, which, judging by all the evidence, he will get convicted of. My hope, weirdly, is that they can work out some sort of deal with him for maybe some other old cold cases. Um, and this is another case we'll keep you up to date on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as fucked up as it is, I would say if you can give me all the names of all the people you killed, um, if there are other bodies, like, mm-hmm. we'll drop all these charges. Like, I mean, as much as that sucks. But, you know. No, I, mean, I totally agree. And then give his bunkmate a leather pi- uh, a lead pipe and let, you know, let it work itself out. Horse. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, mm, yeah, un- unfortunate. Some fucking... Yeah, some quarter closure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I listened to two other podcasts about uh, this case, and one was about the disappearance of those two two kids and Hyde being linked to it. Um, there is no physical evidence linking the two. Um, but his behavior just, his behavior yeah. reminds me a lot of Dean Coral. Yeah. Explain that just so that people. I mean, I know. Uh, you can, no, I got. Like, I get what you're saying. You're, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And then you're like, "Cool, moving on." No, a Dean Coral, the, the Candyman killer or yeah. whatever it used to be called. He used to just uh, lure people in. You know, young teenage boys, uh, promises of uh, you know just hanging mm-hmm. out at his house, doing whatever the fuck you want, and then he would eventually. Oh, this is a safe you. space. You can come here yeah. if your parents don't want you like this. you yep. can always hang here that's yep. predators always do that they try yep. to separate you from your system of support mm-hmm. so that oh no your parents they just don't understand you come to my house come to my house yeah i might drug you and kill you but you know it's better than your parents not understanding you yeah yeah or uh let's watch this video and take off our shirts uh, <laughs> yeah yeah that and one it goes from there yeah and it's just have you ever seen a gladiator video yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's an airplane reference. Yeah, that's yeah. an airplane reference. <laughs> no, I remember. <laughs> you ever uh, you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> yeah. I just always think of the uh, the creepy dude from Family Guy. Uh, oh, I haven't seen that show in years. Oh, yeah. but like the get your fat ass back here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it it is amazing the um the depths of which this guy did so many terrible things and the minimum amount he's getting charged with. Um, well, I think it should definitely also be pointed out to the systems that he exploited, 
you know uh oh, oh yeah. in the system that just failed everyone just yeah. by to by knock knock hey mm-hmm. uh you were the last person to see this kid Where no one he? nope yep who then next interview he gives you a different story and you're like oh hmm yeah so or the mm-hmm. or you get a different story from the siblings from him the, his story changing you're gonna find something but they yeah. they were just too lazy incompetent or like i said they don't police departments don't care about kids like this just like they don't care about prostitutes and it's sex not workers. even just that it's also like it it's not just a systemic failure when you look at it like predators they search and search and search mm-hmm. for these opportunities for these weaknesses in the system like how many predators are like, yeah, I'm going to become a priest. No, I oh, have yeah, the, no, absolutely no interest in God or anything like that. But I know that the priests have access yeah. and are trusted. And so, yep, that's what I'm doing. You just don't have access. You have. And the Matthew McConaughey like a, look at it, like the older I get, the younger they get. It's like. You have yeah. an uh, ongoing, unfettered. unfettered, continuous pipeline of what you like, and and what and, and of what course a predator is going to exploit that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why you have to look at everybody through the same lens. It doesn't matter what their position or their social status. Everybody gonna... gets the sniff test. Yeah. I also just got to fucking look at these. Uh these jobs and their uh the jobs that these people are taking and the responsibilities that that they're given mm-hmm. and the yeah. just the the overall structure of like discipline and shit that's promoted within these structures that they're going into be that's the only reason they're taking these jobs is because they when they know yeah. when they go in there oh, i'm gonna be allowed to put my hands on this kid if they're mm-hmm. acting up and then that's all that all it takes is that one that one time that allowance and then boom yep. and they know yeah. that yep this parent yeah. is like, I, I can't tell you how many times growing up that my parents let me go with whomever in the church. Whomever. Like people's parents, pe- yeah, houses. Like, like, yeah. like yeah. I spend the night, you know, go, you know, whatever. And it's like nothing ever happened on any of those, like sexually or anything, but like. Thankfully. Thank God. Thankfully. But like. Yeah. You I remember the, that. I remember Just the local church in the community. Right, exactly. The local church bus coming through the neighborhood for uh, vacation Bible school, and then our parents mm-hmm. just throwing oh us God, on. Oh my God! Get out of my dome! Get out yeah. of my dome! That is exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Like, oh hi, random yeah. church with a bus in my neighborhood. Take my kid for the yeah. whole day. Yeah. My, yeah. My mom. Three hours later, come back. Like, yeah. what the fuck just my, happened? My mom would drive us yeah. to people's houses to pick their kids up. I don't know these kids. They're just random, rando kids just hopping in the, my mom's car with me to go to VBS. Mom. And it's just like, I remember okay, my aunt, my mom cool. doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so fucking weird. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't put it in here because I thought it was like a too like over the line, not really too over the line, but just kind of like not really associated with the church. But he initially, when he got brought in for questioning, they initially started questioning him about, the child pornography that he came up with uh, in the thing in the, in the operation spade 
but they were questioning him about his links to nudist colonies and nudist uh, nudist organizations. And but that's not illegal. That's not illegal, but he uh, was claiming, you know, they kept questioning and it kept coming back to it over and over again. There's a podcast that has the whole, inter- not the whole interview, but a lot of the interview on it. And they kept coming back. And every time they kept coming back to it, he kept expanding his answer of like, I would never have anything from those organizations on my computer. And it's like, well, if I did, they would be not sexually at all. And it's like, well, I don't see any problem with kids being nude if the nudist, you know, they're in a nude nudist colony. Because apparently he would go to these nudist colonies with families and stuff. <clears throat> so they're using it as a ex- explanations a and stuff. Yeah. 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 And, a way to get and how he was it. exploiting yeah. that more than likely to get into other things. So yeah. I and get they it, were yeah. like, um, that's fucking disgusting. They asked him if anybody had stayed with him during uh, that they could. And he had mentioned one of Fred's brothers or cousins that stayed with him about five years after Fred was murdered. Hmm. And he was like, okay, well, let me look up this guy's name just so to make sure that, like, nothing is connected with you guys. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's like, okay, okay, that's fine. And then they come back in and are like, well, this guy's brother is was found dead. And, like, they're saying that you were the last person to see him. And it was like, bam. But, like, they started off with the nudist stuff and kind of worked their way into it. But, like, just the fact that this guy clever. had... Yeah. yeah, but just the fact that he had unfettered access to—he sounds like a fucking predator. Nude children. Yeah. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. And uh, uh, there's just there's so many systems in place within the church for people like him yep. to exploit. Yep. And yep. it's never and gonna fucking change unless it's made yep. to change. I guess. They they interviewed somebody right after he got arrested that he was counseling. He was counseling his teenager, his teenage son or something stepson i think jesus and he was like i you can't believe Donovan? it he's such a great guy you know yada 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 no he's not so, yeah so. and you know what you said earlier donovan like that huh. you said you said it would never change until until there's systemic change i don't think that's even possible in the church i really don't no i said unless it's made to change i guess yeah it's gotta be it's and that's he, never gonna happen no it's not it's never gonna happen yeah i don't think it's i don't think it i mean even if they if somehow what like the government forced churches to be more I, transparent or whatever it never worked they just go they you know like every addict when you first call them out they dig deeper and they hide their mm-hmm. addiction more mm-hmm. they'll just they'll just hide it more we're, I, we're, I think we're going to see what the church really does and really cares about this kind of stuff with how yeah. the southern baptists conference responds to this sexual scandal because i was looking up the southern baffert conference and they have like 50 churches in in the philadelphia area so i was thinking hey this just applies to the south and like mm-hmm. no this is everywhere across the country like just yeah go i went and, to a southern and, baptist school in california yeah like yeah. It, they're everywhere it's very but, very very big Church. But these churches aren't even labeled Southern Baptist Conference. They're just part of their church family. And it's, it's like fucking together. KFC and Pepsi. 
Pepsi yeah. owns KFC. What they would do is they'd have these family <laughs> churches, and like the like you would have Walmart come in and buy up all the competition. Mm-hmm. They would come in and buy you know not buy up these failing churches, but you know move in and add them to their to their depleting numbers already. Yeah, um, yeah. Because of what's happening, uh, they've already lost two million uh, congregants in the last couple of years. So, but yeah, um, that'll be. I think that's a litmus test of like what they actually believe and what they actually are going to do. Um, I'm just gonna so. I'm gonna call it for right now. Not much. They'll make yeah. a lot of lip service, but nothing will actually change. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say that I believe at this point there's no there's no changing it, and the people that are in charge of shit they see what it is the the money making machine that this mm-hmm. shit is now, and it, it uh, this it's just a business now. I, yeah. I don't think there's anything that's ever going to change with that. If you think about it also this way, that like they can lose as many congregants as they want in need they own so much property yeah tax-free property that it doesn't matter how like how much you go after them how much money they lose how many congregants they lose um like look at the uh the mormon church or the uh or the catholic church yeah um yeah they're all so fucking wealthy you can't there's nothing you can do now Oh my God! Shit could go Mad Max so fast, <laughs> just because the church one day goes. You know what? Fuck all y'all. Doors are closed. <laughs> yeah, the church has so much power to stop this this abuse. Uh, they could they could say, "Hey, we can't do this on our own. Send somebody in to regulate, like have a independent person." come in and regulate our church and report mm-hmm. for the next two or, years. Hey, or, hey, just do like the doctor's office does when you have a male doctor and a female patient and they send a female nurse in there mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever you got to yeah. do for, or keep a parent in there or whatever. And, you know, hey, this nurse doesn't yeah. need to be here, but she's just here so that everybody feels safe. Fine. Yeah. Great. Let's do that. And, Don't be alone but, with a pastor. But going to Donovan's point, it's they have to drop their misogyny. They have to drop their control. Mm -hmm. And they need to they they need to to drop drop a lot of things that they will never ever do. That's Jenga. It's and it's systematic. It's the Mayberry syndrome. Yeah. Do you remember that book we read? Yeah, I brought that up last week. Yeah. Yeah, I brought that up. Yep. Yeah. So they'll 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 institute stuff like background checks. And they'll institute stuff like ongoing sexual training on what to do when abuse comes up. But they're not going to do anything about the system. No. And when stuff comes up to abuse, like when abusers come forward or they discover them. Um, it always goes back to that. To that would that would lead to questioning the church in general and them admitting mm-hmm. weakness. And that will never fucking happen. Never. No, they'll never do it. And I think between what's going on with the Southern Baptist conference, that video that went viral that you, that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Did you see that video, Chrissy? No. With the, the, pa- the pastor that admitted to being an adulterer. And then the, you can go ahead and explain it more, Chaz. Yeah. You know more about it than I did. 
So this pastor comes up the stage. Is this the one you guys sent that you got to watch? That sent to yeah. me that you said you got to watch to the end. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch it yet. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Chaz. I didn't do so, my homework. <laughs> so the um so the pastor comes up and says that uh, I have committed adultery. I need to do the biblical thing and admit it to the church, and we need to follow the biblical principles of how to handle this and yada yada yada. You know, I'm so sorry for what I did. Um, and I'm sorry I hurt my wife, blah, blah, blah. Then the victim comes up with the, with her wife, or with her husband, sorry, with her husband, and says, I was 16 when you raped me in your office. And, and she said that I wouldn't have come forward if my brother didn't come forward and tell me what he saw years ago was wrong, and what he saw was her and the pastor underneath the sheets with underwear on and he thought it was weird but didn't say anything until then but like uh but now he's like this is not sitting with me right after all these years Mm. so he had been raping thank god he said something yeah so he had been raping this woman for i don't know how many years it was like six or nine or something like that and she's up there with the pastor and the son of the pastor got confrontational at one point and the husband was like you're lucky your father's not in jail or something like that (laughs) and Uh like so then she mentions that the pastor also sent away another pastor that had molested their own children and didn't report them and uh, so that was another thing that came up in that. And then she walked off and some of the congregation huddled around her. Some of the congregation yelled at the pastor to ask if these are true. And he said, well, I did, com- I did admit to committing adultery. And like, they're just like, no, but she was a teenager. You should be in jail. And like, well, somebody screamed about the pastor that got transferred. If that was true. And he was like, well, parts of it. He's like, uh, apples and minors, not the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, then, the, then the remaining congregation came down, circled the pastor, and laid hands on him. It's fucking and disgusting. Prayed, and prayed over him. Meanwhile, they let the victim How walk right out the fucking door. How pressured do you think that victim door. was? How pressured do you think that victim was to go up on that stage with him? Oh, absolutely. I believe that she was 100% pressured to go up there, and then she flipped the script on him. Yeah. I'm glad. Good for her. I hope to God that that is 100% what happened, because if it is, it makes it so much more beautiful and and for her, you know what I mean? Because it's so fucking revolting, the whole goddamn thing. I absolutely believe that, because she she didn't storm the stage with her husband. Yeah, she she was was standing right there. She was standing on stage, and they gave her the microphone. I believe that she was brought up there to do that bullshit thing of I am a sinner. I was I was tempting him. I'm a you yeah. need to forgive me too. And I please forgive yep. me. I I may have been the co- yeah. oh my god, it's so yep. fucking That's what they yeah. brought her up to do and she said fuck yeah, you. Yeah, and, and and since yep. I've forgiven him, you should too. Yep. She came up there and she went Oh, what's this in my right pocket? It's an Uno reverse card, motherfucker. Yep. Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> but I, I think people are going to see. The, sorry that took so long, but 
I think they're going to see the report from the Southern Baptist Conference. I think they're going to see that video that went viral and it shows it right in front of everybody's face of what happens. And they're seeing what's going on with Christians and gun control in this country. And they're going, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're going to see another mass exodus after all this. Um, so. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, for I sure. do too. And I hope, I hope it, and I hope it does. I really do. Fuck. So some sources really quick for the episode. Sorry, we rambled, but Jacksonville.com, News for Jacksonville, Action News Jacksonville, Yahoo News, FBI.gov, uh, churchleaders.com, lawandcrime.com, and CBS 47. Uh, yeah. So the po- so the podcast sources are uh, anything you say. Uh, episode uh, I did not hurt that boy. Um, Appropriately is, titled. Yeah. <laughs> the Trace Evidence yeah, podcast. Jesus. Episode one fifty two: The disappearance of Brian Hayes and Mark Degner. And uh, the True Crime podcast, uh, True Crime Chronicles podcast, The Trial of Ronnie Hyde, episode 148. So you can email us. Please email us. Thank you for the messages we've been getting. You can email us at Absolutely. Uh, xcompod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram or uh, TikTok at xcompod. You can follow us our Facebook family, crew, family get together or whatever the fuck it is it's not much of anything situation at uh the excommunication station podcast you can listen to my other podcast the holy hour where gavin antonio and i talk all things cure related uh you can follow me at 17 underscore seconds or chaz x cure you can listen to donovan's other podcast it's called Laughing With You, Not At You. It is a podcast to do with my wife where we talk about our mental health issues and parenting. And that's it. Okay. Did you guys do put out an episode? Uh, yeah, I did, but I messed it up somehow with the RSS feed. So please be patient with me. I'm hoping that now that I have this set up, I'll be able to figure everything out again. <laughs> I'm, I'm sending you the Judge Judy meme. Oh, that's cool. Or Judge Judy oh, yeah. You're going to give me PTSD with that fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't send it once a you'll week, You'll be at I'm a bar happy. someday, and Judge Judy will be on, and you'll, like, hit the floor with your hands over your ears like, I'm coming, Jazz, oh, I'm coming, fuck! No, he's, he's, he's not mentioning the private messages that he sends it to me sometimes just to fuck with me. <laughs> uh, Chrissy, do you have a book for us? So here's the thing about that. Um, Uh All I've read in this past week is gay pirate fan fiction. And then um, because I felt guilty, I read the um, Master and Commander series that the Russell Crowe movie was based off of. I love that movie. So go read that. That is a that's an arc. Go read Master and Commander. (laughs) That's interesting. Okay. I love that whole timeline that you just it's explained. <laughs> I also love that you finally admit to reading just erotic <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> Nobody said it was erotic. You literally never said history. You you literally said it was. <laughs> uh, I never admitted that. It slipped out. I think. God damn it! All right, Fine, we'll leave whatever. it there. 
Go enjoy your lunch, guys. Oh, I'm going to go see the Bob's Burgers movies with my kids. Oh, awesome. Oh, that's so cool. I want to go see that so bad. Yeah, I'm yeah, stoked. I'll let you guys know how it is. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Peace be I with you. I need a full you. report. Oh, my Thank God. I totally you. forgot about doing that. I am a piece of shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> peace with no, your shit. No, no, no. <laughs> and also your toilet paper. <laughs> and everybody say... <laughs> I like my looks. I like my personality. I've got a choice to make Almost every second that I'm away